welcome to Beckett Talks, the podcast from Leeds Beckett University. In these podcasts, we will be showcasing our diverse community of students and academics, touching on the important themes that surround universities today. In this series, Beckett Talks, Be Beckett Ready, we will give you advice and help on your journey to being a student with us. The episodes will cover everything from being the first in your family to go to university and looking at what our students' union can do for you once you get here. Leeds Beckett University is home to 11 academic schools. Today's episode focuses on the Carnegie School of Sport. Students here study any of the following courses within physical health and activity, physical education, sports performance, sports and exercise science, sports development, sports business, sports marketing, sports coaching, as well as a long list of further specialisms. Its heritage links to decades of successful graduates who are now leaders across national and international sports. It also brings a wealth of experience which feeds directly into its teaching. With over 80 years experience, they are experts in sport education. So what is it like to be a current student within the school? Today joining us we have Tia Hughes studying physical education, Liam Wilson studying physical education with outdoor education. Can you remember what it was like when you first joined Leeds Beckett? The first time I ever heard really of the Carnegie School of Sport or even just visiting the campus itself was uh, my first open day. It was a good experience really. It was you kind of come up the campus. I came by myself, so it was a bit of a strange one when you saw everyone with parents. It were a bit like Hogwarts in a way. Not necessarily wizards flying about and everything, but the buildings are just, you know, completely different to what I've experienced before. I've seen the city campus before and it's just completely different. So I had that nice aesthetic feeling really. I guess overall first impressions of, you know, coming up to the campus, seeing everything, doing everything, being introduced to the academics, things like that. It was overwhelmingly positive, I'd say, definitely. And Tia, what about yourself? Same for me, really. I came with my school. I live in Doncaster. And my school, Hallcross, we came through on a school trip to the open day. As we walked straight through the James Graham building, which is a huge building in the, in the middle, it was just absolutely beautiful both me and the teachers were like wow and we went for they left me and let me have a walk around on my own and straight away I went to chat to the teachers because I knew that I wanted to do physical education and straight away meeting the, the the ambassadors they were talking all about the course and it was actually really nice to hear from their perspective as well so you heard quite a lot from the students themselves that was really nice to hear about the lecturers say that they were actually more like friends, even though they were academic advisors, which was really nice as well. Talk us through your first memories of being part of the school. I just got onto campus. It was my first day. I just uh, registered. Uh, quite daunting, really, because there were just hundreds and hundreds of people from here, there and everywhere. So it's not like school where you kind of know some of them. Didn't really know anyone. Went and sat in the cafeteria with some people I recognised who was on my course and it just kicked off from there really. The first academic session I remember we were sat in a room and we had to play, I think it's experience bingo, something like that. So you'd have a card and you'd have to go around the room and fill up people's names to see if they've done certain things. At the time it was like, oh well, seems a bit pointless. But then an hour later it's like, oh well actually no, so-and-so does this now so I might have that in common with them and oh well she likes this and I like that so you know we might be able to do that in lessons together and things like that so from the get-go you are made to feel welcome it's nice to have that feeling because you might not necessarily have had that in school as well so it's great straight away off the bat to have such good positive relationships with your academic and the people in your tutorial group we did the same game we did experience (laughs) as well a year right later we were all on Facebook group chats so we we go on the freshers page 
and you find people that were doing your course and you make group chats with them and so months ahead like around this time when I started around June I already knew quite a few people that were on my course and it ended up being that I moved in on the Sunday when we started and I ended up messaging one of one of the students that lived down the hall and I messaged him and was like do you fancy walking to uni tomorrow and we'll go and do the registration everything together and like you said it just ended up going from there and then the group got bigger and bigger and bigger and even if you go and sit at a random table I've always found that you can start a conversation with anyone no matter if they're in first year or if they're in third year or if they're doing a postgrad degree you can just kind of have a really nice conversation with anyone because everyone's so welcoming and lovely how often do you actually get to use the spaces the venues i'd say in terms of myself me being on the outdoor course a lot of the activities we've done have been off-site as well with the equipment that the university's got so having good partnerships with uh, carnegie great outdoors and things like that has enabled me to go like kayaking canoeing rock climbing i've been on multiple residentials with the university through some of the modules that we've done. So in terms of facilities, the numerous facilities have been brilliant whilst I've been there. So those activities, do they span across all the subjects within the school? In terms of going on extra residential, so you, you have one in first year, are you supposed to have one in first year anywhere? Um, as ta- kind of to get everyone together, a bit of a social bonding exercise in a way. With certain modules, you can pick either on PE or outdoor ed. There is opportunity to go further residentials. I've been to Wales. I've also been to the Lake District and an area just outside of Bradford. And they've all been different types as well. So some of them we've been walking and camping, gill scrambling, mountain biking, things like that. And then other ones have been actually working with young children from the local area. So so many different facilities, but at the same time, so many different activities that you'll cover during modules. I suppose if I'd have gone for more of a science flair with some of my uh, module options, some of the facilities that they get to use are, you know, brilliant. So, for example, if you pick it's extreme environments in level six, so your third year, throughout the week you'll be doing it, you'll go into different environments determined by the, uh, the chamber. So one week you might be going into minus 30 temperatures to see the effects it can have on the body. And then one week you might be in full clothing, bag. Uh, almost like mountaineering gear and you'll be in 40 degree heat so as if you're going through like the Sahara Desert or something like that so yeah as you say that new building has actually got two new uh, environmental chambers in there this new building is 45 million pound for the building 90,000 square feet of space it's going to cater for over 1600 students it's got five lecture theatres in it and around 40 research and teaching labs and like I said there's environmental chambers it can take you in variations of uh, humidity heat and even I say with altitude you can get up to 8,000 meters altitude into in these things what about you see anything else to add into that well, the normal facilities such as the the big sports arenas the halls and the swimming pool like we like on the physical education course I know quite a few other ones like sports science go for it as well but we do different sports as part of as part of my degree so learn how to teach the sport so we have to do them first so we got to learn how to teach swimming which meant I had to go in the swimming pool which was really fun but it is a huge swimming pool it's a professional standard swimming pool that Olympians can use the size of the arenas I, I believe one of them fits like 500 seats or something like that and the tennis courts when we had to go and teach tennis there's so many tennis courts and they are professional standard and I was so shocked to think that the university has facilities like that that they do talk about but they weren't like bigged up 
we weren't told to us like oh these are amazing we were just told oh we've got tennis courts and you were like oh right lovely tennis courts but when you walk in you're like oh my goodness these are amazing so you're looking at the arena yeah the facility has 512 individual seats all with excellent sight lines at the main court it can be split out into two basketball courts got six fiba specification uh, basketball hoops we were given the opportunity to play. Um, we played wheelchair basketball. We had the England team come down, teach us how to play wheelchair basketball, which I couldn't even play basketball. Never mind sticking <laughs> me in a wheelchair, telling me to play basketball. Um, well, that it's just the partnerships that they have. They, they, they bring people in from everywhere to come and teach us, and it's it's really it's different and it's really nice to. Although I though I love all my academic advisors, it's amazing to get people that come in. They bring professionals in, and then like these are going to teach you how to do it properly and we had professionals coming in teaching us wheelchair basketball which was something I've never had the opportunity to do and now I can tell loads of people about it and brag about the fact that I know how to play wheelchair basketball. I love to having done this podcast series I get to go back and speak once again to students that are, are still going through this whole experience. Almost every student has said one of the best things that they've found since joining university is being out of their comfort zone. It's increasing their confidence. It's trying the new things. It's almost counterintuitive because almost every single student, if you say, how would you have felt if we told you you were going to be doing this before you joined the university? Almost every student goes, no. I ain't doing that. No, it's not until you're given that kind of encouragement to go, let's do it. Or even some people giving you that gentle push, not into something you definitely don't want to do, but just going, look, we're all going to have a go. It doesn't matter if you make a bit of a fool of yourself, just give it a go. It's that just that taking that first step into that new experience. It's almost the, the biggest thing that all students have said that they've loved about their experience at university. So I always love hearing about those kind of stories. We've got quite a few other things in there as well for the sport facilities. So have either of you made use out of anything within like the gym or the strength conditioning labs yes so for example with the physical education labs your strength and conditioning labs in a way one of the modules is biomechanics so what you will do with that is you'll essentially learn exactly how the human body moves uh, the muscles that help movements happen and then also actually look at in depth how it happens and the amount of force you can put into particular things so something that i am aware of the new build is that there is a brand new running track inside there previously we did have 10 to 20 meters in one of these labs where there was weighted plates underneath to test your energy output release in terms of your steps when running so you could calculate potentially when you was hitting faster or your stride lengths and things like that so whereas with the new running track all of it has the weighted plates so if you're an athlete or someone who's aspiring to improve the running technique and things like that you can actually map your performance over the entire length and try see potentially if you're losing time within your first second or third sector of running so anyone who's an elite athlete or wanting to improve yourself in a way brilliant facilities i don't know anywhere else around here so me being from leeds that's got facilities like that so yeah if you do go onto the web page, they've got the entire web page uh, outlining the, the latest updates for, for this building. It even gives you a few short videos uh, and then it shows you the aerial view, of what it looks like and where it's situated within the campus. So it's not like you've got a trek all over Headingley either to get to these facilities. I mean, for the sport, all of the sport facilities are within a stone's throw of each other. And they're right next to James Graham building, which is where some of the larger communal lectures will take place. And again, about a two minute walk from uh, some of the halls of residence on site, the Carnegie Village and also the refectory as well. I think in terms of Headingley campus, that's the beauty of it as well. It's so 
bunched together in a way, but in a good way. So if I was at the refectory getting some dinner and I had a lecture in the new build, I'd be there within 10 minutes maximum. It's almost, you feel like a little bit of a community in a way. Everything's near each other. If you want to meet people, everyone's kind of around. You're not having to walk quite far, things like that. So yeah, heading the campus, I've loved being a sports student there, definitely. What else would you want to talk about the school? What else has it given you during your studies? A particular module, when I first did it, I didn't particularly like, but then thinking back on it and the experience it gave me, um, it's been quite beneficial, really. So it's called a work-based learning. So essentially, you'll do a module about how to improve yourself, getting more academic skills, essentially like setting up like a LinkedIn, things like that. So something that professionals will use in the future, and it's a good way of getting jobs. I've used it quite a few times, and I've ended up getting a position I've wanted. But the, the key part of that module for me is the work placement that you go on. So when I did it, it was 60 hours minimum. I believe they've now put it up to 120 which a lot of people might go, oh, well, are you meant to fit that in? Uh, the whole point is you go in and get an industry experience, which is invaluable. It doesn't really matter the sacrifices you make, really. Luckily enough, went straight to the placement team who help you to sort everything out pretty much. If you've got someone already in mind, you can go ahead with that. Really struggling, and this is the great bit, they will help you out every step of the way. I luckily enough got to go to Herd Farm Activity Centre, which is just based outside Leeds. It was a fantastic experience. I worked there for three weeks, worked with lots of young groups in residential activities, doing giant swings, bike riding, also like constructing new obstacles and things like that for activity courses and things. So that placement allowed me to see that that's a line of work I would like to go into. Yeah, pretty much the same. So the the thing with physical education, obviously, is not everyone, but the majority of people wanting to go into either teaching or coaching capacity or something to do with leadership roles. Not so much like I'm, there's someone on my course that wants to be in the police and she's come to come and learn how to be with the community and learn things from them. So we got in first year, we were given two weeks of employability fortnight. So I ended up going and working with a coaching company down in, back in Doncaster. And now I'm employed by them. I've got over 400 hours of experience working with children. I've gone on to, I've gone on and done jobs in the deaf school with, with children from the Doncaster School of the Deaf, which I'm now doing. I've completed my level one in British language. I'm doing my level two. So it's they pushed me to do that. It was, it was oh, go out, find something you want to do. And then they gave me all the opportunities I could to go and do it. And even for now, I'm a commuting student. So I live at home and I commute to university. And even with that, I've still got the same opportunities as everyone else. I've never been disadvantaged in. Do you find that across a lot of the modules to try and really develop that as well? Is there any other areas you've noticed them trying to push your development into leadership? Every module that you do there's valuable skills you'll learn from it it's not just right you're doing this assessment and then you're going to get this grade I don't think any module at uni has been that to be honest even the science ones that I've not enjoyed I've always got additional skills out of them and I think that's been beneficial on the PE course you can get tons of that because you can get experiences where you go and work with children in school you can go and work with other teachers you can do things like that I think with my course there's particular modules that are solely based on leadership skills and things like that so there's one I'm doing right now, which unfortunately has been disrupted by COVID-19, is the journeying module. The skills and the training days that we had before that to prepare for the module were brilliant. And you can still reflect on your experiences. And the main lecturer for that mo- module, Ashley Hardwell, who's my academic advisor, has been fantastic the three years I've been there in all honesty. 
he's he's managed to turn what would be a kind of a disastrous situation in where you haven't actually done the journey so how can you reflect on it into a piece of work I'm actually really enjoying doing I'm hopefully going to be finishing it this week I'm looking at the information from the school as well they have what they call their wider community as well so there's loads of recognized groups employers uh, there's loads of different people that are fully listed on there the websites where we work with these people to give you an example we have people listed from the Leeds Rhinos we have got Leeds United we've got Carnegie Rugby Union we've also got UK Rugby Health we've got the Institute of Consulting we have the Football league uefa yorkshire county cricket club we've got the bbc the british psychological society bt sport the world championships of the iaaf we have the ministry of defense the fa rugby league uh, we also have ukad protecting sport as well as the, the top one with the research we're doing at the moment is also the world anti-doping agency so there's a whole raft of people that we work with so obviously as it a big part of the courses we do and the the real key focus for most of our students is what they're going to do for a job so are there any other people that you've had the opportunity and the privilege to better work with alongside your course is there been any people that have been coming in to do guest lectures or what other kind of experiences have you had with some of these people in the, our wider community when you first come onto a PE course, the direct career is PE teacher or something that's to do with sport. You know, that that's the first thing. And if you ask any family member or anything like that, so why have you picked PE? You're going to be a PE teacher. And yeah, it is possibly the most, uh, it's the easiest pathway in a way to get onto a PE course, but there's so many different careers. So I'm considering becoming a police officer now just because of that presentation as well as some other thoughts and feelings I had about it. In terms of leadership, again, it's so adaptable, this course. You can really pick modules that will put you to an exact area that you want to go into. So before we mentioned that some people would do this for the community feeling of physical education, you could do an area where you completely go science mad and you can then go into an area where you potentially want to do postgrad or potentially you could work for the university themselves in a science capacity or a, an academic capacity should I say so I feel like when you have a subject and you necessarily tie it to one job role this isn't one of them. We got the opportunity this this year and we've picked our choices for level six so I got to pick my choices for level five and for level six and I've done different ones we're all split you can do loads of different ones so I've done quite a lot on um, like inclusive teaching so hopefully in level six I'll have the opportunity to go into a special educational school um, and teach um, SEN children which I'm really looking forward to and that's the route I want to go down whereas like you said other people on the course have gone for all science they want to do more like sports science but they want to be a PE teacher as well so it's we can just pick and choose what we want and I don't like you said it's it was something when I first came to university I thought we'd all do exactly the same thing and so I thought in the first year like you said I'm not a science I don't enjoy science so when we were given science I was like oh no we're gonna have to do science for three years but no that's not that's not what it is at all you're given the opportunity to do what you want and the the tutors really they they rely on our feedback as well so we do quite a lot of like course feedback so we give them what we change for the next for the next cohort so one of the modules I did I did in semester two it was run in semester one and they changed it based upon the feedback given from the students before so ours actually was more a more improved and a better version of the first one which I thought was really good that the university they don't just ask for feedback just for the sake of it they actually look at it and then they, they change and adapt to the courses based on what we think's best 
big inclusion, especially through the student reps scheme that the student union here runs as well. It's going to be covered that in, I believe, episode five of the student union. So every course at every level has a student representative and they get to do that full review and analysis of the course and give very honest feedback to, to the academics, as you say, to make sure continually being updated. Because there's no point doing a course where the students don't want to engage or, or have any positive outcomes. I mean, it's all about developing and keeping those improvements rolling. I don't want to necessarily um, spoil anything for Tia, but I'm doing the SEND one. The three weeks I was there were brilliant. So yeah, I've heard do, already that it's look forward to that module. I believe it's Green Meadows in Middleton. And you know what? It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It's so morally rewarding to see children who the only PE or exercise they might get is that one session a day. And yeah, for me, it was it was brilliant. I loved that. Is that where you're hoping to be able to go to then, Sia? Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping so. Like we we were told about it because I've done the, the inclusivity module in level five. Maura, who is honestly mm. absolutely brilliant, um, she was talking about if we go on to do the SEN course, we will go into, like you said, a special educational school. And that's something I never thought I would get the opportunity to do ever. And I think it was when she first said it, it was like, what, you're going to allow us to go in? Like, You've actually, and then it dawns on you that you're actually classed as an adult then um, that's allowed to go into places like that. And now I'm, that is the one thing I'm going to, I've put that, I've wrote my personal statement ready for my teacher training in level six. And that's something I've put in there. And I'm really, really hoping that's one thing next year that I really hope that I can do because I really want to do that. What you've just said then about your personal statement and stuff is brilliant. I did that. Um, I got accepted onto the PGC. P at Leeds Beckett so definitely mention stuff to do with SEN and things like that actually being involved in that environment where you said you feel like an adult you are thrown very much in the deep end but it is honestly amazing it's it's an experience you won't get anywhere else I'll, I'll put it like that you're saying you've thrown in in the deep end what what support did you have I did the working with children module this year so it wasn't SEN based it was just going into a public school um, and we did the same we had well it got cut short but we were supposed to have um, a day a week for four weeks going into a school in Leeds um, which the school which the university sorted out for us everything was everything was organized we knew where we were going but before that we once we had six weeks of intensive we would teach the people in our in our class as if we were teaching those children so we were teaching five and six year olds which I believe is like year three and year four students so we had to use the knowledge we were given in lectures and the seminars to then go into our workshops and then teach our university students as if we were five and six year olds which was really fun yeah so we weren't we were thrown into the deep end in a way because it was like you're going to go into a school that you've never been to before in an area that you don't know you've got to make your own way there we already knew what we were doing we had help lesson planning we knew exactly what we're supposed to do any any anything we needed Danielle who's the course leader we only had to email her and she gave us advice on what to do and we got feedback all the time which is then meant for my assessment the reflective report was easy to do because we had all that evidence already there that we just then had to write on so the university supports you every step of the way in, in anything that you want to do. Cool again so the other thing you said you, you wanted to talk about kind of sports teams societies that kind of stuff so what else have you been involved in? Have you been part of the sports teams? Have you done any of the, the gymnastics, the athletics? or In final year, so, so now, I joined the um, Archery Society, so that was newly created. 
I think that's been a good aspect that you can kind of just start some up. There wasn't anything to do with archery and I do enjoy it. And obviously with my outdoor pursuits, and stuff, I've enjoyed doing that this year. If I do do another year at university, whether it's a master's or the, the teaching degree that I'm supposed to be going on to, I'd definitely pick up a sport, whether it's rugby or cricket or something like that, because honestly, it's so good. What about yourself, Tia? Did you get involved in any of the groups? I was the same. I went, tried out for the girls' football team. So I'd played football for probably about 10 years before that. And I was the only girl in really where I was from that played football. And then I went to university and there were hundreds of them. Um, and it was like, oh my goodness, all these people are the same as me. I've gone all my life thinking that I've never met anyone like me and they're all here. I tried out and then for commitments of having to move back home, I ended up leaving the team. But the best thing was for me was the social sides of it. So it was like for varsity, which was my favourite time of the year, even though I wasn't in the team, going and watching like my friends run in because they were in athletics and watching my friends go and play football, watching the big rugby game. Just it's it's a sense of a sporting community, even if you don't play sport. There's so many people that are on the course that don't play sports. You don't have to be pressured into playing it just because it's there. But you can go and watch all the time. And a lot of them are socially as well. So um, a lot of the people I used to live with at Kirkstall, they joined a social football tournament kind of thing that happened on a Sunday. And we would go down every week, go and watch the boys play. Guaranteed they didn't always win. But it was still amazing to just go and watch them on a Sunday. And also... The amount of sports that there are, sports that I've never heard of, like tuke ball and stuff like that, I've never, ever heard of. And it wasn't just the standard football and rugby, although there's nothing wrong with football and rugby, because both of us play football and rugby. The different sports that you could go and enjoy and you could go and join in, and all of them hold trials for you to go. And it's never, oh, you haven't played before, kind of leave. It's come in, have a go, join in. And there's always somewhere for you to go to join in, even if it's competitively in the Bucks teams or even if it's just doing it socially, just have a bit of fun. So The Bucks League is where every university plays against each other. So again, you might be playing Durham one week, you might play Manchester the next or or even kind of, you know, Sheffield Hallam the weekend after that. Those that are listening that haven't heard of uh, Varsity before, and I know what it is. I've worked at Beckett a few years now. Any student within the Carnegie School will know what it is. Any student <laughs> outside of that school but still <laughs> takes part in the sport. And again, like I said, anyone that just wants to take part in the community, they all know what it is. So for those that have not been open to that before, people that haven't heard of Varsity before, so do you want to explain what Varsity is then? So basically Varsity is Leeds Beckett University versus the University of Leeds. So we're always dressed in purple and they're always dressed in green. And every year you play, every single sport plays, and then right at the end there's the rugby game, which is at... Headingley Stadium. Headingley Stadium, thank you. It's at Headingley Stadium and um, everyone goes. It's packed, sold out tickets. Everyone goes and everyone just has a really good time watching Leeds Beckett versus the University of Leeds. So it's where our players can take the pitch, which is normally they're reserved for the Leeds Rhinos. This is where they get to play that final game. So anything from cross country to cricket to badminton, almost every single sport is represented where the yeah. teams cross over. But yeah, you you can go and watch any sport, even if you, I know it sounds odd, but even if you don't watch the sport or you don't kind of understand what's going on, it's still absolutely amazing. I still would, I would say to go to the rugby match, any game, but especially to the varsity rugby game, that is amazing, even if you don't watch rugby, which I had no idea what was going on, but it was amazing. 
I think electric summed it up, the atmosphere. Um, you'll have 50% of people there who've probably never watched a game of rugby union before, unless it's Varsity. And then you'll have another 50% who love the sport and, you know, they're backing everyone there. And it, it, it's such a good experience. And to imagine 14 to 15,000 students in one stadium is just ridiculous. I think that's it pretty much. Just make sure you use every opportunity that you have available to you that the university provides as much as possible, whether it's sport, academic advisors, facilities, placements, teams, um, even the library, things like that. Just make sure you use it, otherwise you're going to miss out on so many opportunities. We get um, like jobs and opportunities emailed to us to do with like Leeds Rhinos, for example, stuff like that. To, to get industry experience and I think that's something you need to use that when you go to university don't ever be afraid to to sign up to a job just because you think you don't have enough experience or I'd say to, to definitely take advantage of anything you can get I, I, I guess you could reiterate exactly everything that was just said then about myself I feel like every ounce of energy that goes from academic staff and other staff at the university is into making sure your experience is the best you shape yourself while you're at university, as said, but they will give you, in a way, more clear to do it. Yeah, I summed it up perfect. Liam, thank you very much for joining us today and good luck with the PGCE. Thank See you very again. Much. Thank you very much for joining us and good luck with the dissertation. Thank you for listening to Be Beckett Ready. We do hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you would like to find out more, including upcoming dates for our open days, please check our website leadsbeckett.ac.uk or follow the link in the description.